Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Welcome to FH&P Law Talk. It's just me, Clay Williams. I'm a partner at FH&P today. My usual sidekick, Tanvir, is unfortunately detained. I'm sure she's off working a file or meeting with a client somewhere. Hey, we've got a great show today. Today, uh, we are going to interview our article student, Clarissa Lester. Now, I get a lot of people asking me, my daughter, my son, my niece, my nephew, my neighbors down the streets kid wants to be a lawyer. What does it take to be a lawyer? What do you have to do to get to be a lawyer? And what does it mean once you are a lawyer? So, uh, Clarissa, let's chat. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming out and being on our show. Not like you had a lot of options there, but thank you for being here anyway. Yeah, you're welcome. And so uh, today, what we're going to talk about is the process of becoming a lawyer. And and I wanted you on the show because uh, you're not even a lawyer yet. You're still going through the process, right? Yeah, I'll be a licensed lawyer in May. So, like Tadvir and I have talked about, it, we get this all the time from our clients. Well, how do you become a lawyer? What is the process of being a lawyer, and what does it take, and you know, how long does it take, and what kind of education you went through before you even got into law school? And then, and then what was the process of getting into law school? That's a loaded question, but... To start with school, I went to the University of British Columbia, Okanagan for my undergrad. My plan was to major in political science and minor in sociology. I actually went abroad for a year to Munich, Germany, and that ended up messing up with some of my credits. So I never completed my degree, but it's very common for people to get an undergrad before going into law school, even getting a master's degree before going in. Okay, even when I went to law school back, you know, in the uh, in another century, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I got an undergrad first, but I do remember even back then that you could apply without getting a degree, but I, you know, I don't recall actually anybody getting in even back then. It must be kind of uh, unusual to get in after your third year. Yes, most people don't get in after just their third year. It's pretty unconventional. Well, that's great. So we've, we've hired a genius, it sounds like. <laughs> well, I mean, I still almost did four years of school, but I was just missing a couple of those last classes. What was the process then of actually getting into law school? Yeah, I mean, the big thing to get into law school is obviously you have to write the LSAT. That's the big entrance exam. The process for that, so I ended up studying for the LSAT about six months prior to when I wrote it. I was taking the exam in September and I was in Germany on an exchange until June. So I had to ask my parents to bring out two LSAT books. And if anyone studied for the LSAT, you know those books are not light. And they're all coming out for Christmas and they ended up having to buy a new suitcase because they were over the weight limit with the textbooks in it. So. Yeah, it costs a little bit to get them out there, but it was worth it. M- Merry Christmas, Clarissa. <laughs> yeah. Here's some study material. Yeah, oh, pretty wonderful. much. <laughs> <laughs> so you study away, take the LSAT. It happens, I believe, four times a year. So I took it in September so I could apply that fall. And then, you know, certain universities are looking for certain 
percentiles on the LSAT and you wait for your percentile to come in and then decide if you want to apply from there. So right there, I'll say you kind of wait mm-hmm. what, to see what your marks are, and then they come back. And I hear what you're saying. You That, that gives you a pretty good indication yeah. <laughs> if you, if you want to uh, make the application or not. Yeah, because applications are a lot of work, and it depends where you want to apply. Um, I was a little stubborn, and I only wanted to go to UVic. So I figured for my first time applying, I was only going to apply to the University of Victoria. And I actually applied on the last day, which I wouldn't recommend trying to apply earlier, but I think that was in January when I applied. Okay, now back in the day, and again, I when did I apply? Boy, like uh, 30 years ago or something like that. Yeah. Uh, back when I applied, I know that some schools back then, it was just strictly the LSAT score and your marks, and some wanted a whole bunch of essays and things like that. Mm-hmm. And do you know what, what schools want nowadays? Yeah, I mean, it's actually pretty similar. Like, a lot of them will look at half of your LSAT score, half of your GPA. I think more universities now are looking for more well-rounded candidates, which require more personal statements. So I believe law schools are starting to look more into that, but it is still primarily your LSAT and GPA. All right, so then you get, you're into uh, law school. Now, here's an interesting fact. <laughs> When I went to law school, I got a degree called a, a LLB, a Bachelor right. of Laws, and they don't have that anymore. No. <laughs> and uh, so nowadays I understand that the degree you get is actually a JD, which yep. would be a Juris Doctor. Yeah. So I remember I got a, uh, for, uh, and, I, and I understand that they changed the designation because uh, foreign schools were wondering what the heck an LLB was and whether it was something less than a Juris Doctor. So I remember oh, getting getting a, um, a letter from UBC saying, look, you can trade your degree in if you <laughs> want to uh, for a Juris Doctor. But I now I've still got my LLB. I think it's kind of a, almost a novelty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I went, what I remember about law schools that first year, they divided us into into three groups, I think, and, and you took all the cl- same classes together. And and then it was in second and third year where you got to, to branch out. And I don't know if that's still like that in, at UVic or if it's different at UVic. Or yeah, I mean, it's similar to that, how it started for us for the first, I think it was week or two weeks. We were in these small little cohorts and we did everything together. It was almost like a legal policy starter class. And then after those couple of weeks happened, I mean, we got to know each other, had a little you know, parties and stuff. And then we got into the classes. I think there were seven assigned classes seven or eight for that first year and everyone goes to the same classes and then yeah once you get into two and three l you have a lot more variety and you can actually just pick your course load tell me about first year is it hard (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean to be honest it's it is hard. I think what's the hardest part about it is that it's such a big learning curve. You know, law school's teaching you to think like a lawyer and you don't notice it while it's happening, but it's happening. I think my biggest recommendation is to get a good group of friends. That's what I did. And you guys kind of all work together and it made the year fun, but 
yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it is challenging. There's an old saying, in first year, they scare you to death, second year, they work you to death, and third year, they bore you to death. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, we <laughs> still say that. <laughs> that's still valid? Yeah. So, yeah, and I, and I remember, you know, way back when at UBC, uh, you know, some of the, the marks were 100% final exams, too. So yep. it was quite intimidating to, you know, when you come from a background where, well, you know, you can get some papers, and, and then you've got a final exam. So mm-hmm. yeah. quite, quite a thing, but... You know, I think if you make it through first year, you're pretty much going to get through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even just those first few months um, before you hit the Christmas break, I think if you can make it through that, like you'll be okay. It's just those, the biggest learning curve is at the beginning. Okay, so we've got through law school and uh, looks like you're going to graduate. Uh, but that's not the end of it. No. So by this time, most people have done an undergrad, which is four years. Then they've done their Juris Doctor. We're up to seven years. Uh, what's next? Yeah, well, now it's articling, yeah. which is what I'm doing right now. So the Law Society of British Columbia requires everybody who finishes their Juris Doctorate, if they want to become a licensed lawyer in the province, to complete a year of articles. That entails... I think it's about three months of the professional legal training course where you write the exams and then nine months in an office. So tell me a little bit about the professional legal training course. Now, back when I did it, you know, 100 years ago, <laughs> it was done in Vancouver. You had to go to Vancouver and, and you took that course. It was a pretty intense course. Uh, what about now? It's, yeah, uh, um, also very intense. Um, a little bit different because it's online now. It's online now. So you can apply to Kamloops, Vancouver and Victoria and you can rank which one you want to attend first. So before when it was in person, I mean, I'm living in Kelowna, I might want to go take it in Kamloops. But now that it's online, it doesn't really matter because you can be anywhere and take the course online. So I ended up picking the Vancouver option because I had a friend who was living in Vancouver and we ended up deciding to live together and take the course, um, which was helpful. But it doesn't really matter in terms of location right now. Is, is that just a COVID thing? Or I think is... it's just a COVID thing, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn about that. Uh, you know, I, I did have a lot of fun in PLTC too, you know, and, and that's being in, in your group together and, um, and studying together and doing oh, a lot of projects. Oh, yeah, I think that was nice. Like I had a friend from law school, so we were able to kind of work on it together so I think that was nice but I mean that wasn't the case for most people most people are living on their own and and then of course at the end of the PLTC it's your your exams and yes uh, that's <laughs> quite a thing isn't it now yes. I, I'm trying to remember again I'm so it's been so long for me but it was like three days wasn't it well yeah they spread it out because you have a solicitor exam at the beginning of the week and then like two days later, I had the barrister exam, and they're three hours each. Okay, so there's two exams. Yeah. Okay, I, I remember it being very intense. Yeah, it's hard because during PLTC, for the majority of it, you're working on these assignments that they give you, and you have to pass all of those to finish the course. And then at the very last week, you also have to do these two huge exams. So you're trying to balance working on these assignments while also studying for these exams. And it's just not possible to keep up with what I remember. It was no. like, you know, all of your assignments meant a lot of studying in, in that three days at the end. So. Yeah, you have to just 
come to terms with the fact that you won't finish all the readings. Yeah, that's pretty tough stuff. But you're you're working now. Yeah, I've done PLTC. I did that last summer. So I think you said, or maybe you didn't say, you take PLTC at some point during your article. So you may already have been working as a mm-hmm. as an article student, or you may take it at the end of your articles. So yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, some people have strategy in it. You know, you're coming out of school, you're still in that school mindset. PLTC might be easier, but a lot of people want to get into the office, get that work experience, and then take PLTC to see at the end. So and where are you in relation to all this? Well, I'll be done in May. So I've been in the office for over six months now. Did you do PLTC? Yeah, last summer. Did you pass? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we've <laughs> now all, everyone knows. We've hired the right person. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so then you finally in May, you're done your article. So now we're eight years into this process. Yes. And <laughs> is that it? Yeah, well, I mean, then you're a lawyer, but you're still very junior. There's so much to learn. I mean, law school teaches you how to think like a lawyer, but not so much how the day-to-day is going to go as a lawyer. So I think I've heard for the first five years of practice, you're feeling like it's just constant learning. <laughs> okay, so tell us what you do on, on a day-to-day basis as, as an article student. Well, you should know, Clay, you give me all my assignments. Well, I certainly give, give some of your assignments, and you sure do a great job. But, uh, oh, you know, I think, you. I think it's important to say you, you, you don't just work for me. You work for all the lawyers in the office, don't you? Oh, yeah. Any lawyer can message me with a task if they need research done or for me to draft uh, submissions, and I'll do it for them. And, and I remember that was one of the toughest things about being an article student when you're first, you're just getting hammered from all sides for tasks and trying to juggle all your time, you know, and to say no. Now, you're yeah. good at that, though. What? Say no. I'm just joking. <laughs> but you, you do have to, to say no to partners. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think a good strategy is always to let them know what you're working on so they know that you're working on a lot of tasks and they can figure out if something's a priority and I can work on that first. So anyway, you're looking forward to becoming a, a lawyer in May? Yeah, and, very excited. All right. I can't wait for you to be one, too. And speaking of busy lawyers, because you know, you think you're busy now, it really doesn't end. Being a lawyer is a busy job. Look who's here. It's Tanvir. It's me. Oh, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So uh, what were you doing that kept you away Um, from our appointment that we've had for, you know, in our calendars for quite a time? Don't mind me, I'm not bitter, (laughs) but but thanks for showing up. Um, I had to prioritize the conveyance mayhem over this podcast, and I'm sorry, but (laughs) once in a while, deals don't go as they're supposed to. And and, and I'm glad it was kind of interesting you showed up now. Yeah. We're talking to Clarissa about her experiences, yeah. as, you know, how to be a lawyer and your experience as a lawyer. And, uh, you know, then you're a lawyer. And uh, sometimes that's a tough job. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know how many times I've been late getting home from, from work. And late? And my wife's mad. And you mean the, you go home? Have to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm just glad I give clients a primer, like, at the very end of meetings that 2% of the time this doesn't go as planned. So... If that happens, we will walk you through it. We'll explain how, you know, what the next step is, what the situation is. So that's just, this was the 2%. <laughs> so that's what you've got to look forward to, Clarissa. Going home, explaining to your partner why uh, why you missed dinner, why you're so yeah. late. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's a rewarding career, I think. One of the things I find hard about it is is just sitting in front of that darn computer so much. I mean, it's either yeah. sitting at a computer or meeting, sitting at a computer or meeting, a lot of that, you know. So... Yeah. Uh, It'd be nice sometimes when you're looking outside. Oh, look, it's 
right now it's sunny wouldn't it be nice to go outside so now that you've gone through the whole process and you're here as an articling student is this what you were expecting i would say yes and no i didn't quite realize what day-to-day life looks like for a lawyer i think i would recommend anybody who's thinking about going into law school maybe talk to a lawyer a lot of us you know they're very friendly send out an email ask them to go to a coffee and just have them explain what their life is like their lifestyle because it is a demanding job and I think knowing that beforehand and what it entails might just give people a bit more of an idea if they want to go through all those years because it is a really long process so a question I ask every guest at the very end is tell us something about you that nobody knows. I guess I collect records. That's one thing oh, I do. Yeah, got a record player. I collect old record albums, go to garage sales, auctions, and yeah, I have like a massive collection at home. It's awesome. You know what? I players. threw I used to have records back Bobby, in the day. There yeah. was no CDs back, or back then <laughs> it, was, it was it was records and, and cassettes, but uh, I threw them all out. And I oh, guess I rough. Wish I had yeah, them they're now, worth right? a lot of money, some of them. You've doing a great job, Clarissa. You've been a great hire for us and uh, we're certainly looking forward to you uh, continuing with us when you become a lawyer. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's been been really enjoying my time here. And I found out she did pass her PLTC uh, exam. Yeah, now so, all of Kelowna you knows. Know, yeah, that's right. Not not just Kelowna. Oh, and globally. <laughs> globally. Spotify. <laughs> FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.